Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Tara Burnett Mindset Podcast, where we chat all things manifestation, mindset, dream body, and just creating your dream life. Hello, hello, everyone. Before we dive into this episode, I just wanted to let you know that I'm so excited that you guys have been trying and loving the Magic Mind Productivity Shot. I've got a few of you hooked on it, and I love it. If you haven't tried it yet, you can still get 20% off with my code BRUNETTE20, and I highly, highly recommend giving it a shot. This little green drink is filled with so many powerful ingredients that are going to increase your focus and allow you to get into that kind of relaxed flow state. What I've really noticed is that when you combine it with caffeine, you'll notice that you're way more dialed in versus feeling like too amped, which can sometimes if I have too much caffeine, which is a lot of the time, I can feel like a little too crazy and um, get very distracted and like start a hundred different things. But when I take a magic mind with it, I'm like very dialed in, very focused, very in flow. And this has been such a game changer for my productivity and creating content. You may have noticed I've been much more consistent with the podcast. Um, And I would love to hear your experience if you've tried it. So definitely an amazing addition to mom life as well. And just staying more calm and relaxed, but also energized, which is obviously very important when you have a toddler running around. So head to www.magicmind.com to purchase your pack and use my code brunette20 for 20% off. So welcome Genevieve to the podcast. I'm so excited. She describes herself as a money fairy, which I can definitely attest to as I am in her money game (laughs) membership and business alien and best-selling author of Sexy Money. And I'm just so excited to dive into this conversation today. Welcome to the podcast. Yay. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So for my listeners that don't know your story, and I know that you've told your story like many times on other podcasts. So could you just give us kind of the Cliff Notes version of how you went from, I know everyone hears this story from eating onion flakes to and struggling to pay rent to where you are today (laughs) yeah sorry the onion flakes it gets me every time um I know you know I I feel like I knew in that moment I was like this is this is like a moment you know (laughs) yeah um yeah but basically um when I first moved out on my own I lived in a studio house um with two other people and our three dogs and it did not have power and we were just like getting by on like the minimal, 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 um, uh, kind of vibe. And we didn't have my, my twin sister and I, we didn't have, um, we had just enough money for like our essentials and it was like dog food. And then it was like enough bananas to each have a banana for breakfast and then have rice and potatoes for dinner, like just very like cheap things, you know? And then we were hungry, but we didn't have like, we were like, if we eat our bananas then we're not going to have breakfast tomorrow or whatever day it was. And so we just like had, we snacked on onion flakes, which was a seasoning. Right. But it was like, not, it was not like a powder form. So it was like chunky onions, you know, that were like, yeah. Or something. But yeah. yeah. So we just snacked on those and it was a moment. <laughs> but yeah, the whole thing is, is I just, had a really, I, I had a really disempowered relationship to life and to money, you know, and it felt like no matter how much I tried, I, things didn't change. And it made me feel personally victimized by life. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. um, I just had so much like resistance towards having a good life, even though I really, really, really wanted one. 
Um, and there was something inside of me that felt like because life felt so hard and difficult and even something as simple as meeting my own basic survival needs felt deeply, deeply challenging. It, something about that just made me feel really unworthy, you know, and just made me feel really like if it's this hard, like, like, why is it this hard to survive? And mm. in that, obviously there's survival needs, a huge thing that is tied to that in our life and society is money. Right. And so I had a lot of pain and a lot of wounding around the concept and idea of money. And, um, you know, it felt like it was just a thing that hated me and wanted to see me suffer and all these things. Um, and had so much power over me basically at the end of the day. And mm -hmm. I, within this sense of not feeling worthy, because that was the only logical conclusion I could draw at that point in time based on how my life was. And based on, it felt like I was exerting so much effort and so much energy um, and still wasn't getting by with my basic survival. And, you know, like at times, I, like I didn't eat every day, for example, at that phase in my life, um, I was like, homeless adjacent <laughs> and so cleaning I had times of times of not having a place to live and times of having a place to live you know and it was just a very like tumultuous and uh period of my life and very like uh rooted in a lot of instability and lacking security um and so I drew the conclusion that I must not be worthy if my if life was actively fighting against me to meet my basic needs and to which were survival needs, right? Mm -hmm. And um, I reached, which I'm, you know, <laughs> I feel like those who change their lives like have these moments, right? Um, so sometimes one, sometimes more than one, but my, my first big one was, I just was trying so hard. I was willing to see things differently. I was willing to learn a new way. And it seemed like I was somehow, some way after some little progress was beginning to happen somehow, some way I was back where I started is what it felt like. And it was like, mm. oh, can't. and it was a situation that was really like, this is what was like triggering for me at the time. I was in a situation where I couldn't eat again. And I was like, I thought I was past this. And, um, and, and I was like hungry at the time. And then it just brought up that sense of unworthiness again. And it was very, very overwhelming. And it, and it put me in a really dark place at the time. And, you know, I was having some really dark thoughts, um, in that moment and I was entertaining some dark ideas and I just, really entertained them and I entertained them for a while. And I, honestly, I think something inside of me like broke in that moment, but in a way that it, it kind of broke me open and mm. it made me, it made me just change something. Like in that moment, there was like this reclamation of like, I belong here because I was entertaining this idea that I didn't belong because my survival felt really challenging and the sense of unworthiness that was so attached to that idea and concept for me. And mm -hmm. what was like the path of least resistance is what it felt like, <clears throat> felt like to just give in to that idea that I don't belong here and that I'm not worthy of being alive is kind of what it felt like. And, um, I, I think something about just like really leaning into that energy in that moment for me, made me realize how, um, 
fucked up it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just like how, oh, also, can I swear? Sorry. Yes, totally. Yeah. Sorry. I would never ask you not to swear. <laughs> okay. I mean, if for those, yeah, I'm like, you know, my, how I talk, but also those sort of thing. I'm just, it's just yeah. how I am. Sorry. No, don't worry. I swear. Um, yeah. And so like, there was just a moment where, um, I just realized how fucked up that was. And I was just like, I'm giving, I'm giving, um, money so much power over me and the fact that i gave it power over my sense of worth and my my worthiness of being alive like not even like worthiness of having like oh i'm worthy of having a good relationship i'm worthy of being abundant like i was like i don't feel like i don't feel allowed to be alive is what it felt like like i don't feel wow. allowed to be alive you know and something in that just made me say fuck this right and something in that because I was entertaining those like darker thoughts in that moment. Like I was just like money. I, like I just decided that I belonged here. Like it was what it was, what it was. Like I just had this moment where I was like, I get to be here and I belong here. And in that, I feel like there was some part of me that just decided I was worthy and just decided to stop feeling, decided to stop fighting, but not from this place of giving up, but from this place of giving up my resistance. Right. And yeah. So, yeah. And so it felt like I gave, and I just remember making this decision in that moment where I was like, money will never have power over me ever again. Mm -hmm. And still to this day, there's, you know, and I talked about this like in the membership the other day where I was like, the decision I made a long time ago, like I've had to recommit to it at times, of course. And, you know, in moments where it was like a little wobbly, I had to like re anchor into it or re solidify it or whatever. But, you know, money would, I decided in that moment, money would never have power over me again in its absence or in its presence. I love that so much. And I, that's funny because I was like, I had a question about like, was, did you ever have a time where you felt like you just couldn't, like you kept experiencing the failure and how did you overcome it, which you totally just answered. And I love <laughs> what you said yesterday inside the membership. Genevieve does like a voice note riff every day. And it's so powerful about how money didn't have any power for you. And I, and I think people really need to hear this because we're so conditioned to let our external circumstances like mean thing mean things about us or dictate how we get to feel in terms of like how much money we have in our bank account. And I love the example that you gave where you're like, I made 100K and I spent 100K and then I did it again. And it's like, you could have gone down the path of negativity. Can you tell a little bit more about how you started to separate, like, you know, not letting money have any power over you? Yeah. So I think there was this moment where it was like, if I can find my sense of self-worth and an internal security and I can learn to self-source, which is like a big component of what I teach on money. Um, and I can do that when I have no money, like I'm fucking good. <laughs> like it's how it felt. It was like, it was like, if I'm fine without money, like there, like there was just something that I was just like, I didn't feel the sense of like risk the same mm -hmm. way. And so it was like, I'm fine with no money. And so it was like, well, why don't I just make a bunch? <laughs> so I was just like, I, like I took a lot of risks. I did, you know, a lot of like illogical things, like the amount of people in my life who, when they knew the decisions I was making, they were like, what the fuck? You know, like that's irresponsible. Like, what do you mean? You just spent your last money in your bank account, like <laughs> to commit to a 12 month payment plan for this program. And you don't know how you're going to pay for it next month. You know, just like all these things. And I was just like, I don't know what to tell you. Like I was called and I was led and I just real like I was guided. Like, and I really just fucking trust that, you know? And mm -hmm. there was just this, this connection to where I was going that was so deep and so visceral and so real to me. 
because I cultivated it and because I just was like, fuck it, let's go. Like, fuck it, let's just really go for it in this life. Let's like, just really like let money be a, an incredible part of my experience, right? And and I wanna learn, I wanna learn from people. I wanna learn business. I wanna learn, you know, I wanna learn money by having my hands in the clay of my life with it in these ways, right? And um, yeah, so I just went for it. And then in that, I made money, right? <laughs> I was making more money and more money and more money. And then there was that decision where at first I found my power because I had nothing to lose. And then I had to realize that when I technically had things to lose, right? I still had nothing to lose. Right. And I love that. And finding that energy again, but with money and like recommitting to that energy. But after I made a hundred K in a month, you know what I mean? And just, mm -hmm. and I'm and just being like, <laughs> honestly, I'm this bitch, no matter what, whether I just made a hundred K in a month or I made $0 in a month, this is who the fuck I am. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I love everything you said. Like the main pillars that I found that are so important are like having that vision, like you said, and the decision and feeling whole and good, like no matter what, because if you're living in fear of failure, you're not going to do the things you need to do to see success. And you're always going to be like holding back and I, you're just like such a powerful example of that because you don't fuck around. Like you just are like, let's go. I just, it's so inspiring to me. I love it. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, it's the difference between, um, you know, going all in on success or protecting yourself from failure and like yes. different feelings, different energies, and you make different decisions from those. Yes. So you talk a lot about the importance of alignment. And I feel like that word is thrown around like so much all over the manifestation space. I would love to know how you define alignment and what that looks like to you. And do you have like a process to share in terms of how you get into alignment? Yeah. So I feel like there's alignment is a multifaceted conversation. So there's like an alignment in, in a general sense where it's like living in alignment. And I feel like it's like living in alignment with self. Um, and it's living in alignment with like your highest self, like your highest truth, your highest desires, your fullest level of co-creative potential your fullest level of co-creative power and like moving playing and thinking according to that and in alignment with that and that's alignment mm -hmm. and then there's also the conversation on in alignment too right, right. like yeah. what you're in alignment with right and so you can intentionally align to something and towards something and that's kind of like how I how I experience it like for me I'm not seeing alignment as like, I must feel good all the time. And I know like, that's where some people are like, oh my God, you don't need to be aligned to make money. Um, you know, and like people get pissed about that conversation because I think a lot of people have this idea that it's like alignment means feeling good all the time. And like, I feel like you get to feel good and you get to feel good a lot and you even get to feel good a lot of the time. Right. But this idea that you must feel good in order for your life to work is just not true. But there's like an intention. There's like a, uh, an alignment that you have with your, with who you are. And that's when things work and who you are is not just happy. Who you are is not just joy. You are also powerful. You are multifaceted. You are complex and nuanced and dualistic, right? And there's many parts and many facets and many aspects to you and to this life that you experience and that you're navigating and moving through. And so like alignment is alignment to highest self and it's multifacetedness, not being happy, right? Mm -hmm. But also you're living in that alignment, you will be happy a lot more often. And also, fuck yeah for that, right? Because 
I think this whole like, you don't need to be happy to make money is true. And it's sometimes that conversation goes a little too far in the other direction, in my opinion, mm-hmm. where it's like, there's almost like a level of like brag bragging about like how shitty you felt and even, and then you made a lot of money anyways. And it's like, that's amazing. Cause you get to be supported by money, but it's like, are you holding a standard where you feel like shit all the time? Yeah. And th- actually that's a reason why I, immediately was drawn to you and wanted to buy everything you put out because like (laughs) you live like your whole thing like yay life like you Mm -hmm. and I really agree like there I I don't know the whole toxic positivity thing kind of annoys me sometimes because I believe we are you've done a riff on this before and I loved it it was like I really believe we are meant to feel so happy and expensive and we are able to feel that way all the time but people just don't really like to hear that (laughs) yeah I mean it's kind of like you get to feel healthy in your body all the time they're like no 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 you have to be sick sometimes it's like (laughs) yeah it's like actually no you don't have to (laughs) um so when you are like setting a money goal how do you typically align with it in like a short version (laughs) It's funny because I literally just did a riff on that in the money game right before jumping on this. Oh, nice. Oh, I haven't listened to it yet. So <laughs> no, it's okay. But literally, it's how to manifest money on the timeline. <laughs> That's oh, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I saw a conversation in the chat the other day, and I was like, I'll make a riff on that. Um, but yeah, I was like, this is unorthodox, batshit, crazy, Genevieve advice. Enjoy. Some of you may not like this, um, but this is my exact process. Have fun. <laughs> um but yeah, essentially when I align to a specific amount of money, that energy has varied for me over the years. And, um, you know, like the riff I just did in the money game, uh, was one where like how I started and it was like how I first learned how to make money. And it was from this energy of need a little bit. Um, and it was like, I need to make money for this reason, for this purpose. And I got my energy 110% behind that. And I decided that I was going to, and then I would. And I would like show up, do my part, be the cooperative component, take inspired action. Like there was just like this energy of like, I'm fully fucking open and available. And I've decided that this is going to happen and going to work and I'm not entertaining anything else. Right. So it requires a lot of focus, um, a lot of like energetic focus. And it's not something that I recommend as like the core of your relationship with money, because if that's the only way you know how to make money, then it's going to be an, you're going to have an on off relationship with money. Right. And so it's going to be like, I turn it off when I need it. And then I shut it off and I collapse my energy. And there's going to be, you're going to have a high stress experience with money and relationship to it where it's like, go, 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 go. Okay. I made the money collapse. Go, 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 go. Okay. I made the money collapse. Right. You're describing me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, I have, I have the solution. Um, (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) And so it's, that's a dysregulated relationship with money. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And so, um, you know, it's kind of like when you have a dysregulated romantic partnership, it might be like you create intimacy through fighting and then you connect, reconnect, and then there's a collapse in the relationship and then you need more conflict to reconnect. And then, you know, it's just kind of like that, that unhealthy cycle. Um, but essentially it's like, how do you make money from a regulated place? How do you stay instead of like turning it on for money? What if you stayed open to money? Right. And so it's about a level of uh, receptivity, which you can continually and infinitely expand on like a light that you leave on instead of something that you turn on where it's like, it's about your exertion and what you're able to exert and for how long. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Yeah, totally. Um, it's changing the um, essentially. 
so when you're in that open state, you're just, I, I guess my next question is kind of more strategy related. Like, do you have like a specific strategy? Are you following your intuition? Are you just open to money regardless? Like, how do you kind of navigate that through your business? So with my business, I feel like my business and money energy are separate. Oh, okay. And, and so I know it's, it's interesting, but it works, I swear. Like, I've got <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. But like I keep them separate, meaning um, my my business is about my rooted in vision um, experience. And so it's like the vision that I have for my business, the desire. And so it feels like how I want to spend my time, the work I want to do with people, how I want to support people, like how big I want to take this thing because I fucking love this work. And that's what my business feels like, who I want to work with. And it can ebb and flow in its specificity or in its generality, um, depending on my desires in the moment within the business. And so there could be like, Ooh, right now I want to do this specific offer because like that's fucking vibes, right? Like I want to do that. That's where I'm excited. That's how I want to work with people. It's how I want to support people. But overall there's just like this general energy of tending to the vision continually and building the vision continually and reverse engineering the vision. Right. And so it's like the desires that I have for the vision, the, the impact that I want to have in the biggest way and genuinely feeling connected to that and then clarifying what that looks like and breaking that down and then reverse engineering that that's my strategy. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what I do. And then I walk that out every day. Right. And then, but then the money energy is separate and the money energy is an energy that I cultivate. And it's not about, it's not about like, Oh, I let me contort or um, manipulate the business so that the money can flow through the business. It's like the money's obviously going to flow through the business because I've built the business and I show up within the business, but it's like energetically, I'm not putting pressure on the business to make money. I'm open and available to money, but I'm building the business from desire. And primarily it's an energy of, um, what can I give? How can I contribute? Um, what do I want to build? Like having fun? What do I like to do? And it just feels like not pressure. It just feels really fun and light and playful. And like, I feel like a mad scientist sometimes where I'm just like, Ooh, let's experiment and have fun with it. And like, Ooh, let's try that. Ooh, I want to do that. And like, and I'm just like having, having fun with my business and I'm problem solving. And if there's something that's not fucking like it breaks a little bit, then I'm like, Oh, well, that wasn't fun. Okay. Let's get curious about that. Let's make it better. Like, and it just feels like that's the vibe in the business mm -hmm. where it's like, hands in the clay, just having fun and hands in the clay. Yeah. Um, but then money is money. <laughs> and money is, about, money is about like my availability to it, my receptivity to it, my relationship to it. And so I am aware of like the thoughts I'm thinking about it, the uh, desires I have. Like, and I feel like that's the biggest component. And I feel like that's where I have a really regulated experience with money in terms of how I make it. And so I'm like building the business because I have a big vision and my big vision is my big vision will generate multiple seven, eight figures at a point per year, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not there yet, but it's in process. <laughs> and the, uh, it'll, it'll be able to hold that. Right. Um, but my money energy is my money energy. And it feels like I play with how much money feels fun to play with, how much money I want, how much money feels good, how much money feels supportive, how much money I want in the bank. Like what's genuinely aligned and authentic to me and my experience right now and my desires that I have. And it's a desire led relationship and it's a desire led experience. Right. And so 
because of that, like I take my desires seriously. And I like, to me, my energy with money also just feels really fun and playful. And it's like, why not? Like, let's pull that in because we can, because I'm also having a little bit of an experimental relationship with money where it's like, let's just see if we can do that because that sounds fun. And that feels like the leading intention. Or it's like, because I desire it for this reason, or because I can, because I get to, because I want to, because I'm ready for more. Like I'm ready to just like take things up a notch and play with that with money. And so then I like, I'm in alignment to, I'm playing with the in alignment to energy with money. And it feels like I know the money's available because when my energy is within desire and desire led, um, it's like I'm tapping into where it already exists. And so then it's like I begin the co-creative process where I just get energetically available to it. And then it flows through my aligned avenue of my vision, which is my business. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to have to listen to this like a hundred times over and take somebody else because you had so many golden nuggets in there. And I, it's so interesting because if you don't really know, like I kind of have this like mastered in the dream body area. Like I used to really struggle. I was a binge eater, blah, blah, blah. And for me now, like my body is just, I live in my dream body because I live in my dream body. It doesn't matter that I was pregnant. It doesn't matter that I had prolapse after pregnancy. It doesn't, none of it matters. It doesn't matter what I eat. Like it's so separate for me, but yeah, I definitely struggle with finding that separation between like, oh, my business and money. So I love that take because I'm like, I get that. I get that feeling. Mm, I love that so much. I'm so glad it, it resonates. And I feel like this is where it's like self-sourcing really cleans this up with money because it's like the reason why we can't have that vibe with money is because we're attaching so many things to money, a sense of worth, a sense of safety, a sense of security, you know, like, and so then it's like, I have to make the money to feel these ways and to create these feeling states within my body. But when you separate that and it's about what you choose to cultivate within yourself and within your state and within your body, then it's, it's just what do I choose with money? What do I want with money? Because I'm already safe, worthy, secure, good, all of these things. And I'm already feeling that way. And then I can influence my experience with money, you know? Yeah, totally. I love it. It's such a, this is kind of how I felt right before I like, I manifested my husband and we, I met him and we were engaged like 14 days later. And I just was mm -hmm. so whole. Like, I was like, I'm good. Like, I love myself. I love my life. I don't care. Like, it was just like, it didn't mean anything about me. I was ghosted a bunch of times before we met, but I was just like, I was so whole within myself that, that I feel like that is such a key magnetism in all areas when you're not needing anything external to, to make anything mean about you. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I definitely feel that. I feel like I felt the same thing before manifesting Kevin, which <laughs> he's always like, you manifested me, huh? I'm like, yep. <laughs> Um, but, but just like that same feeling of just like, you know what, I'm good. And just like, almost like coming to a place of acceptance and decision and the energy is really solid and clean. Yeah. Yes. I love it. Okay. Um, I would love to hear you have some crazy fun client manifesting money stories. Can you share one of your favorites? Um, yeah. One of my favorites is <laughs> one of my clients. Um, she won a hundred thousand dollars off a scratch off ticket twice. <laughs> like that just boggles my mind and that I mean everyone that is very good evidence that you don't need to have your own business or whatever to manifest money yeah I had people reaching out to me um and they were like do I have to have a business to work for you and I was like no let's just have fun <laughs> let's go for it this person actually did have a business but um the path of least resistance at the time was to win it through scratch off tickets but then their business started doing better as well <laughs> yeah so but it really goes to show, like the universe is so fucking creative and playful and like that's the energy of money like um which you know, that thing that I have coming, that's like the mystery thing. It's very on this vibe, which is included for the money game people. So yeah. <laughs> um, 
I know I'm excited. I'm like, oh, I just want to do it already. But <laughs> it takes some prep work. So we'll, we'll prepare properly. So it's not just like a, you know, broken experience with all the content. But um, the uh, when we're tapping into money with like this light, playful energy, we really open up to a lot of avenues to receive it. Because like, to me, it feels like money like flirts with you if you're available for it. Instead of being like, oh my gosh, money is so fucking serious. And like, you know, gotta, you know, be good and smart and responsible and like all these like wounded potential or potentially wounded or just distorted ideas of attaching identity and rules to money. Then it's like, that's our experience of it. But when money's like NBD, you know, like not a big deal, <laughs> you can just like have a lighter energy with it. And then it's like, you're just having fun. And then all of a sudden it's like you buy a scratch off ticket and you're like, Oh my gosh, of course I won, you know, a couple thousand dollars. That was fun. Like it's just me playing with life me mm -hmm. having fun and money is a way that I can play with life and why not play with life like why not have fun why not have a good life why not let it be like that you know mm -hmm. and I I know your answer to this because I've heard it in your um course but could you share how you kind of got into that energy when you were like on the verge of homelessness like I know people are going to be like but how can I feel that way if I have no money and I can't pay my bills how do you have any tips for them well, you already don't have money and can't pay your bills. Like what's the difference in changing how you feel? <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, that's what, that's kind of how I looked at it. I'm it's like, well, it, can't any, it can't get any worse. You know what I mean? Like, do I really just want to be like self-righteous and feel like shit on top of not having money? You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. so I was like, well, I already don't have money. I'm like, you already can't pay your bills. So why not just try something else? Yeah. It, it's so true. I, I recently made the decision, like when I first joined your money game, I'm like, I am no longer available for worrying about money because like, what does it do? There's no point. <laughs> right. I know. And it feels so productive to like the scarcity mind where it's like, it's the most productive thing you can do when you're in lack is worry about money. But it's like, all it does is perpetuate that in your experience because you stay in that mind state, your reticular activating system can't see beyond that experience. So it can only create that. You can only create that. And you just pattern loop in lack, 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 lack. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I just love chatting with you. I would love to hear like, do you, I, I'm like, I just love different manifestation practices playing with them. I know that they're not like necessary, but like, do you have a favorite kind of practice that you do to stay in the vibes? Mm, you know, it's funny. I was actually thinking about this yesterday and I was like, there's so many gimmicky things with money manifestation. Yeah. Like um, they're just, and I'm like, I don't, I don't think I have anything gimmicky to be honest. And I was like, I was like, you know, these, some, some of these gimmicky things that you see floating around on the internet, like, like write your manifestation 30 times uh, or like, what is it? Like 55 write it, for five yeah, years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, write it 55 times for 55 days um, <laughs> in, in 55 minutes or like whatever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And it's like those gimmicky things are fun. And, you know, if they work for you, they work for you. And that's amazing. But it's like, that's not creating a substantial change in your relationship with money, you know? And like, in order to have a, a substantial change in our experience, the relationship we have with money and to money has to change. And even like our relationship to life, right? Because, you know, money is a what we are available to in this life. It's a big component and byproduct of that, right? And so if we believe life sucks and it's life's hard, we're probably not gonna make very much money because money, having more money provides a greater ease in a lot of ways, right? Um, so I know I'm kind of like going the other direction with this, but my point is like these gimmicky things are fun, but um, we wanna make sure that if we're doing those things, we're also like doing the work to actually change our fundamental experience with money. Yeah.
So I don't have it. Sorry. <laughs> and, and I guess like, I mean, what I've really learned from you is like, you live in a state of awareness, you notice what's going on in your body and in your mind around money. And like, you're course correcting immediately. That's, that's accurate. Yes. Okay. I would agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, what has been the best piece of advice that you've received from a mentor? Hmm. I think when what comes to mind is when I asked uh, a mentor something and they said, I don't know. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Something about that was just so liberating to me because there was a time where, you know, I had, I pedestaled people um, who had like a different, you know, experience than I did or like were seemed further along or whatever. And just something about her saying, you know, that's a good question. I don't know. It just felt like what, you know, like, and, <laughs> just her owning that and being available to just own that she didn't know something was just really was was a gift to me at the time and i think it gave me a lot of permission and really like humanized um a different experience for me mm -hmm. i love it um what would you say okay i'm trying to think of a good question because you've answered a lot of them in, in as you tell stories so what would you say <laughs> is like the number one kind of key code this is what everyone asked inside the membership today for someone looking to like transform their bank account and take their business like next next level what do we got to do um okay so you taking your taking your finances to the next level and your business to the next level okay yeah we could just do finances like i know okay. that they're separate now so yes <laughs> yeah, yeah i mean honestly i think the most important thing is to make that decision you know like to get to the state of readiness Instead of like, cause I feel like what a lot of people do, like why they don't create that or why it feels challenging is like, they're trying to create it while lacking an energetic state of readiness. And so what I mean by that is there's like a, there's a fighting for it type of feeling and a fighting with life to try and create a type of feeling and a working for it type of feeling instead of just being ready and deciding that you're going to have, have it, it's going to happen, it's happening and then showing up from that place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like no longer entertaining the other option. Yeah, I just feel like there's like a I want it. And so I'm going to try energy. And then there's like, I want it. I've decided that I'm ready and it's happening and let's go. Yeah, yeah. How do you like for people who struggle with like, how do I know if it's working or is it working? And like they're checking their bank account. It's not quite where they want it to be. And they're, they're getting all like kind of caught up in it. Like, do you have advice for moving past that? I feel like that's the most common thing I get with people. Yeah. I feel like if you're in a mind state where you're lacking belief and certainty, you need to surround yourself with people who elicit a level of certainty or have a level of certainty that you can lean on, mm. you know, and then just brainwash yourself with that. Because I mean, like it, you're, when you're changing your life and when you're changing in particular, your financial experience, um, you don't necessarily at first have a lot of things you can lean on for belief. You don't have a lot of examples of that. You don't have like a long track record of creating the money that you wanted over and over again. You might not be surrounded by people who do that or know how to do that. Or if you are, there's a sense of separation that you feel and experience. But I've really found like the, the best way to get over that essentially is to really normalize it. Right. And so to me, it's like not necessarily about it's, it's a one being around it is a great way to do that. But also it's like be around someone who thinks differently and it's going to rub off on you, you know? And and that's actually why I created the money game membership, right? Where it's like, you get thoughts and nuggets from me every day. Right. Mm -hmm. 
And I'm like, I will brainwash you. (laughs) (laughs) It's working. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, you know, there's just like an immersive experience that is really helpful that I've just found is like, to me, like, what can you do? Like, this is what I would ask myself if I was in that position. What can I do? What, What can I do right now to make it what I want to seem like the most reasonable, rational, expected, and obvious thing for me. And it's not like tricking myself into it or lying to myself or telling myself I believe when I don't, but it's like, how can I make what I want so fucking real, more real than any past experience and more real than even where I'm at right now. So that it just feels so expected and so obvious for me to have what I want and for me to get to where I want to go, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Um, you are a new mother. Your little boy is, is he a, a little over a month now? Yeah. He's six weeks old as of oh, Tuesday. My gosh. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, do you have any tips for new moms in the thick of it or just like a, how, cause like, I'm just like in awe of a, of how you are navigating all this with so much like power and like watching you go into motherhood has just been so beautiful because even though you're a first time mom and like, so am I, it's like you, I have noticed your energy is just like so confident, so incredible. I just, I love the certainty that you come into it with as you kind of do in all areas of your life from what I can see. Um, How have you cultivated that and how do you keep that going during like the sleepless nights and all of that? Yeah, totally. Um, So I I would say there's a a big secret weapon of mind is like, you know, there's an emotional intelligence that has been cultivated with cultivated presence because it's like being a mom, especially being a new mom and having a newborn can be really overwhelming if, if like that's the mind state I choose to go into it with. But it's like, I feel like in actuality, life is really one moment at a time. Even if one moment at a time means I'm breastfeeding while I'm washing this dish and (laughs) the laundry is going, but it's still one moment. And I feel like it's like, if we can, root into that mentally, it's, it's not as overwhelming. Cause I feel like it's, it's more so, which I've done this work so much with like money and business and whatever. And so I feel like I just do it with motherhood too, where it's like, I'm, I'm just very mindful of how I'm participating in the present moment and to be sure that I am. And I'm aware of the narratives that I'm choosing about what I'm experiencing. And so it's like, there are you know, times like yesterday, I was like, Oh my God, you know, so I was very tired yesterday because the night last night was a good night, but the night before was not the best night, but it was literally just like one moment at a time, woke up, did a podcast and then recorded a riff and I took a nap. Right. And then, <laughs> and then it was just like one moment at a time. But if I was like, Oh my gosh. And I told myself the story about how, you know, fucked up I was or how hard it was like that would just really weigh me down and that would give me anxiety and that would make me feel bad. And that would make me feel like shit. And I just don't do that. I'm just like, everything is figure outable. Everything I can meet the moment. And what is the moment? What does meeting the moment look like for me? And how can I meet the moment in a, in a, from a place of empowerment? How can I move, meet the moment from a place of, you know, alignment, essentially, like what is aligned for me right now? And in, mm-hmm. in what does that look like? But also, on top of that, I do have support, you know, and I, I do realize that like, not everyone has the same level of support that I do, you know, like I have a husband, I'm doing this, you know, I'm doing this with my husband, um, you know, his parents are around, you know, like we, we have support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love and thank you for sharing that. Because I know it gets hard when you're like, how does this person do it all? But yeah, I think it's I'm not I have I have other people help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. But everything you said is so spot on. And I feel like that's what I was missing 
when I first started motherhood because it felt like every phase was going to last forever and it felt so daunting. And I was like, how the fuck am I ever going to be able to do this? When really, if I just was present to the moment, it wouldn't have felt quite so big and hard and there wouldn't have developed such a story. It's like stopping the story before it begins. <laughs> yeah, totally. And I, I feel like I've had such big moments in business that were really challenging. Um, like challenging moments. And then I, I feel like that helped me develop that perspective where it's like, this, this really sucks, but it's a, it's a temporary moment, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I can experience this moment fully, but I know that it's not going to last. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Um, I feel like I have one last question. I mean, Justin, we're, a reference to what you just said, like someone who has a business and maybe they are going through a really challenging time and doubting themselves or feeling not as confident and they like have big goals. Like what is your kind of, can you riff on moving through that and moving out of it? Yeah. So, you know, the brain can be a bitch sometimes, right? It can really <laughs> make you, you know, um, your brain can really just get, get you down. Right. But, um, and that goes to show that you're really pursuing something that's worth something, right? That's something that you really desire, right? Because in that there wouldn't be, you know, like something that I talk about in, in my book is like your desires um, are in the same house as your fears and vice versa. And so it's like, if you're, if you're really wanting something, of course, you're going to be, you know, that that's going to be the thing that brings up your fear. That's going to be the thing that brings up your insecurity. That's going to bring, be the thing that brings up your maybe low self-worth. It's still hanging out a little bit, right? Of course, because you want it and you care about it, right? And what a beautiful opportunity to clean all this up. And so to me, it's like when I've had moments like that where I've navigated it, like I get to this point where I'm just like, I'm unavailable to stay there. And that's a decision that I make because it's a standard that I uphold because it's one that I've decided to have. And that's literally it. It's not because I just, you know, like I actually, like this is something that I talk about um, too. Like, I think I've talked about this in, in some of the riffs in the money game, but like, I used to be a really miserable person when I was younger. You know, I was really anxious. I was like, I was really like, had a low sense of self-worth. Um, I was really depressed. I felt very victimized. Like I was a, had a huge victim mentality. And, you know, at one point, like this, like a big part of my work isn't just about like make more money. We like, there's a, there's a component of like transformation from the inside out. And so it's like you change and your life changes. Right. And we're having a, tr a full transformational experience. Right. And I feel like in that it's like you get to, you just fucking get to be happy and you get to live a good life. Right. And so when you're in those moments where it feels like you're getting down on yourself and things feel like they're not working or it's hard or whatever, it's just like, you know, it's just like, be like, you know what? I, I value myself and how I feel more than this, more than staying in this. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to choose to do the work and apply the tools that I have. Um, and you know, whatever I need to do or whatever support I need to utilize. And if I don't, no tools. I'm going to get tools. And I'm just going to like, I'm going to like clean this shit up. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to leave my mind instead of be led by my mind because when I'm feeling like shit, it's because my brain's got me by the short and curly, so to speak. Right. <laughs> it's like, you know, I'm being like, like kind of what I say is like, I'm being my brain's little bitch instead of leading my mind. And it's that conscious choice to get in the driver's seat again and be like, okay, okay, okay. Right. Instead of being like, these thoughts are true and right and real. It's like, okay, these are thoughts. And these are thoughts that I've attached to, even if they have validity in terms of past experiences to reinforce them or memories or whatever, it's still just a thought at the end of the day. And so I can choose whether or not I buy into this. And so from, because of that, I can like loosen my grip on these things and then choose my internal narratives and my focus and my thoughts more intentionally in a way that serves me, that makes me feel good. That makes me feel good about myself. That makes me feel sure. And that makes me feel 
more certain that it builds more belief in what I want and where I'm going. And, you know, from there I show up and I create it accordingly, you know? Yeah. I love that. I mean, I think the overarching kind of theme that I hear from you is like this, everything is a decision and a choice and we have power. And I, I wonder like, people get skeptical over a manifestation like is it just like set in stone for you that like when you change everything changes around you how could it not <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah exactly <laughs> i cannot argue that so yes <laughs> yes basically <laughs> yeah yeah well i think it's just so empowering for people to like because like you said, like you used to live in more of a victim mentality. And like I, another reason why I was so drawn to you is like because you've transformed so much and like you just like squeeze all this juice out of life. And it's like that is available to all of us all the time. We just have to make the decision. Yeah. Yeah. It's a choice to it's how you choose to live life. It's who you choose to be. It's, you know, how you choose to meet the moment. It's how you choose to show up day to day. It's how you choose who you choose to be, how you choose to think, how you choose to feel, right? And there might be like, I can't choose my thoughts. I can't choose how I feel. And then, so you won't utilize your power to make changes in those areas accordingly, you know? Um, and so have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely a choice and you can definitely choose your thoughts and how you feel it. And that is the biggest superpower that we have as humans is our consciousness and our, and our ability to choose. Yeah. And that was actually kind of where I started, where I was like, if I can't change my life, I at least want to not be a miserable bitch. You know? <laughs> That's how I felt. I was so fucking miserable, you know? And I was just like, you know, if I, if I, if I don't have control over myself, then I'm fucking fucked. You know what I mean? Like if I, maybe I can't get behind changing my life quite yet, but can I at least get behind changing myself first? And mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, I can get behind that. And I was like, okay, what do I want to change? And I was like, I want to be fucking happy. Like I want to be one of those stupidly annoying, happy people. And I want to <laughs> real, you know, and I want to be like, I want to be like crying tears of fucking joy because of my life and not just because of like the external components, but because of like, just how I choose to live, you know? Yeah. And so because I choose, I chose to live that way. How can I not create a fucking life like that? Well, I did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, I just love you. And I'm so grateful for you coming on the podcast today. And um, I'll probably be putting this episode out tomorrow. So is there something you want to share about what's coming up inside the Money Game membership oh, or where people can find you? Let me know. Uh, that's um, This was so much fun, first of all. So thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the vibe in my world. So I have a mystery offer coming right now. I know I kind of hinted at it. I haven't told anyone what it is, not even the money game people, but I keep doing <laughs> it. In. But I'm very excited. So that's coming. But like right now it's like $27 for like five more days. Um, but it's included in the money game membership. It's included in gay life. But um, if you're looking for that deep, like transformational experience, like that continual relational shift to money, it's inside the money game membership. That's where we do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I highly recommend it. You get access to Genevieve's course, Get Lit With Money Bitch, and you she is like in your ear every single day. And just the power behind that has been transformational for me. And it, uh, yeah, to, because like she said, you need to be surrounded by that certainty and, and hearing how Genevieve thinks is like it, as you guys have just heard on the podcast, like getting access to that every day is like um, priceless. So thank you. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs>